0: This episode has been sponsored by Idealo, the price comparison website. Hi and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shute and I'm back with you on your smart player, AirPods, iPhone, Galaxy, YouTube, wherever you're listening to me. And how are you doing? Has it been a rough ride? How has lockdown been? It's just like the most craziest period we've ever gone through, don't you think? So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it it's, it's baffled my brain. Um, I've, my emotions have been roller coaster. They've gone up where I actually really enjoyed it. I think it was fantastic. If people weren't dying and so sick, it would have been a great period of time. Um, I was at home, had my family around me, and we had a bit of quiet time. Um, but then the market started getting a bit ups and down, so uh, there was a bit of uh, work to be done there. Um, and now I'm kind of getting to the stage that, okay, enough, let's get on with life. Um, I want to go and do things and then I forget we've got the social distancing to respect um, and I'm finding that a bit harder. But we're 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 focusing and and, and what I want to talk to you today really about is um, if you feel a bit uncentered, if you kind of feel a bit, where do I go now? I've just been hit by the side. I've just been knocked down. I don't know where to go. Um, What should I do? Clarity is power. Clarity is power. So if you don't know what you want, how you ever achieve it. You've really got to find out what it is you really want. So what's your vision? What's the vision of you? You've got to make your future bigger than your past. We've got to grow into our future. We've got to be developing as human beings. All living things grow or they die. Um, so we really need to be able to say, OK, well, look, this is the kind of thing I'm aiming for. And I want you to spend some time and write out. You can go to the Warren Shute website, WarrenShute.com, and there's a compelling vision statement on there helps you through it, give you some kind of um, zest, a bit more passion to say, okay, well, I can't control all the things around, around me. I can't control the fact that you know, my work's struggling. I can't control the fact that this is happening. I can't control the fact that my children are at home. But what I can do is I control what goes on in my brain, and I can make some decisions. And the first thing you do is decide, what does my future look like? Plan it out. Because once you have some kind of clarity of what your future looks like, you can then start making, taking consistent actions towards it. So once we write down what it is we want in the future, we can then start setting some goals. And we normally go through 10, 5, 3-year and 1-year goals and sort of have some sort of clarity of where we're aiming towards. And then we start taking some consistent action every quarter. So we might have the conversation if we're um, looking at a 12-year goal. What is it I want to achieve in the next uh, Sorry, 12-month goal? What is do I want to achieve in the next 12 months? In order for me to feel happy both personally and professionally with my progress. And then you start running down some action steps. And you start breaking those action steps into quarters throughout the year. So you're not trying to do everything in one go. Okay. Um, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Okay. Some of you will have some outrageous goals which seem at the moment where you are today as impossible. Um, And if you only focused on that goal and took no action, they probably would be impossible because you have to take consistent action towards your goals. And it's a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone process. You know, it's building wealth doesn't happen overnight. It's your consistent actions that you take that will give you those that those wealth, that wealth, those wealth, that wealth over time. You know, if you've ever lost weight, losing weight doesn't happen by you having one great workout or by having one lean, clean meal. It is the consistent meals that you have over time that will shed the pounds of fat and boost the pounds of muscle. It's the same with wealth. You know, Your one contribution to an investment or your one time looking at your future won't turn your life around. But, if you do it consistently day after day, week after week, month after month, you will move towards what it is you 're looking at and most people are dictated by the emotions, just like I said at the beginning, you know it was an emotional roller coaster for me i 'm a human being. you know we are affected by our emotions i 'm glad I am it means that I have empathy with people, um, but what you do need is you need a north star, you need a guiding star to keep your eyes on. So you're saying, well, okay, that's where I'm heading. That's where I want. That's what I want to achieve. Um, So that's what you kind of need to do. So you can go across to warrenshoot.com and on there is a compelling vision statement. You can download that and work your way through it. And message me. Send me some social media messages or email. Tell me how you get on. Give me your feedback. How easy was it? How difficult was it? Did you get stuck on areas? Let me help you through this journey so you get some clarity. Because remember, clarity is power. Now, it's all very well. Warren talking about the future, but actually, there's some burning needs right now that need to be solved. So, once we've got our vision sorted out and we've got some goals that we're going to work towards, we then got to say, okay, well, let's kind of get to grips with where we are now. And that would be getting financially well organized. Getting financially well organized is akin to uh, uh, someone losing weight who goes through their kitchen and says, well, you know, I have an addiction to chocolate, for example. I'm now going to clear all the chocolate out of my kitchen. I'm going to throw it away, and I'm going to have one day a week where I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy my favorite chocolate and eat that chocolate. Because if you start a nutrition program or diet program with all those things around you, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. If everyone's ever been addicted to smoking, alcohol, drugs or something, You wouldn't dream of having all those things around you because you need to get your house in order first. And money is no different. Money is no different. You need to get your financial house in order first. And the financial advisor's best friend, their secret to this, is called ALI. ALI is the financial advisor's best friend. It stands for your assets, your liabilities, your income, and your expenditure. Those four things have such an influence on your future direction. Okay, so I need you to go through each of those four things. Look, starting with your assets. Go through your assets. What assets do you have? I don't have any assets. You will have some. I promise you, you will have some assets, even if it's your intellectual knowledge, your dreams, your desire, your passion. But you might have a house, a roof over your head. You might have a house. You might have a pension fund. You might have some savings in the bank, although they might be very modest. You might have an ISA, National Savings Premium Bonds. Keep going. What are your assets? What do you have? Write them down. Put monetary values by them. And if you don't know what they are, set an action note. So you've got quarterly targets, remember, and a 12-month goal? Well, actually, that could be one of your targets. Get valuation on pension funds in the next quarter. If you've got any lost pension funds from previous employers or something. So get your assets updated so you know where you are. Then look at your liabilities. Now, More often than not, people have more liabilities or can have more liabilities than assets. But come on, let's get them out on paper. Let's understand them. You might have a mortgage, but do you know the interest rate? Do you know the balance? Do you know when it ends? Now, you don't necessarily have to know it off the top of your head. I don't want you to walk around this information in the forefront of your mind, but you just need to know where to go and lay your hands on it. So you need to know, Okay, I know that information is going to be there. I've got it on a spreadsheet. I've got it on my app or wherever it might be. And the thing is, the apps, they don't always tell you all the information you want to know. They tell you the information the lender wants you to know. So go through your liabilities. So your mortgage, your loans, your credit cards, your overdraft, your car finance. Please don't forget your car finance. Enlist it down all in your liabilities column. And when you've gone through your liabilities, make sure you include all those different things, like your interest rate, your payments, your end date, um, yeah, and the balance. I knew there was another one coming in there. So you've got your ALI, your income. So what income do you have coming in? Are you self-employed? Let's look at your profits, not your turnover. So if you run your own business, I really need you to have a separate account that you run your business from, and then you take your drawings, whether it's every week, I'm fine with that, every week or every month from your business into your personal account. Don't start meddling up your business and your personal finances together. If you run a side hustle, so if you run a network marketing business or an online business, that's a business. Let's have a separate account for that so it's easy to account to HMRC at the end of the year what your income and your expenses and your profit and losses. Okay, so have that separate, but just draw your income. So when you're going through this, just list what your income is. You've got your income coming from different sources. You might have salaried income. You might have overtime bonuses. You might have P11D benefits. Is that the right way for you to go? Do you need those benefits if you've got a company car? Do you know the tax consequences on that? Hey, let's look into this, let's do it. And you might not have time to do it right now, but what you can do is you can make a note, I've got a P11D benefit, I've got a company car, but I don't know how much it's costing me. I'm gonna set myself a quarterly target so I know I'll look into that and I will find that information out. It's all getting financially well organized. now, if you're struggling income-wise, if you really don't have much money coming in whatsoever, maybe the whole furlough system's messed up your financial house, um, go and check out a site called Entitle2. To. Entitle2 to is a fantastic site. I only talk about companies that I really, truly um, believe in, okay? And Entitle2 is a fantastic site, so that you put your information into Entitle2, it goes off in a, a jiffy, I don't even know how it does so quickly... It'll come back and say, these are the benefits you may be entitled to based on the information you've given me. Go and check it out. All right. So go and look at that site if your income. Now, if your income's high, you can give it a try. Um, but for most people, there won't be any extra benefits there. So that's your income. And then you've got your expenditure. Now, expenditure is a little bit harder to itemize, which is really interesting because you would think, oh, that's easy. Because what's easy to itemize is your direct debits. Okay. Because they come out of your bank. It's all organized. Your bank lists them all for you. You've got your standing orders and direct debits, your utilities, your mortgage, your rent payments, your um, insurances, that kind of thing. But it's all those miscellaneous spending items that catch people out. Okay. Now, I'm not going to go into my bank account system today, but if you're urgent, if it's pressing on that, go and search on my site, warrantshoot.com, You'll find a video or lots of information on the bank account system. It's how I suggest you manage your money. But looking at your expenditures, you've got your fixed overheads and then you've got your variable overheads. Okay, and looking at each of them, you've got to ask yourself the question: Do you need this? Do you want this? Can you get a similar experience for less? Because if you've taken a pay cut or if times are particularly tough within your household, you might have to make some short-term sacrifices for some long-term pleasure. And one of the things you can do is by looking at each of those expenditure items and saying, Do I need this? Do I really do, do I need this today? Do I want this? And can I get a similar experience for less? And there's dozens of ways you can save money or expenditure if you haven't done this before. Um, utilities are a classic one. I look at mine every single year. Um, your, your mobile phone payments, insurances, the, the list goes on. I would literally just go through every single one of your mortgage rates. you know, Bank of England rates at 0.1% now. OK, the lowest it's pretty much ever been. I'm going on record saying that. I don't know if it's true, but I can't believe it's never been at 0.1% before. So go and check it out and see if you can get a better rate on your mortgage. If you get better rates on your assurances. Now, can you do all this day? Are you busy? Yeah, sure. You're busy. So you schedule it. You break them up and say, OK, when well, this quarter I'll do this and that quarter I'll do that and I'll spread it out over a period of time. You know, But the whole idea is that we go through, we go through each one of those and we make sure that we're on track. So we must have more money coming in than going out and we must save some money. OK, we must save some money because the idea is we have some emergency cash behind us. So if that income tap turns off completely, we're not um, destitute. OK, so we must. There so is a minimum. We need to try and save 10 percent of our income. I prefer to see. Twelve and a half percent, which is the first working hour of an eight-hour working day, or ideally, ideally your target, what you should be aiming for, is twenty percent of your income. Okay, so have a look at that. That's really where I say to people: get organised. And when you're looking at your expenditure items, we kind of split it up into ratios just to give you some kind of um, broad metrics of what you're doing. Fifty percent of your income, your take-home income, into your household go to be running your house, okay? 50% of your income goes towards sort of running the house. 30% of your income goes to what we refer to as your WAM, your walkabout money, and that's detailed more in the bank account system. It's the money you spend for everyday items, okay? 30% of your income, and then 20% of that money is left as savings. Now that saving is both short and long-term savings, okay? So if you're um, saving up for something in the shorter term, you can a, a, a allocate some of that money, but ideally it's also for the longer term for pension or retirement planning. Um, and when you're buying things, particularly buying things online, you know, shop around. And I'm a massive fan of Idelo. Idelo sponsored the show, um, but I've been using Idelo way before I got into um, business with them. Um, they're a fantastic company. Even my children, Bellows 13, Oli's 15, use it. You know, I say to them, they want something. I say, well, have you checked out on Idilo yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done it. It's the best place I can get it back." You know, it's like Idilo is um, your secret shopper. Okay, So you want to buy something online. Let's say, for example, it's your son's birthday coming up. And you want to get him a, an Xbox game or something. You type in the game or the, what, the Xbox console or whatever it is you're looking to buy them. Um, and that will go off into the Internet and search all the best prices and come back to you. And it even tells you price trends. So every Sunday in my column in the Sunday um, Mirror, you've got... Um, uh, price trends, and we tell you about price trends of what what's selling cheap now, what's selling more expensive right now. So, you know, spending money is not bad, guys. Okay, spending money is not bad. Spending other people's money, credit cards, and spending money you don't have, is. So, just let's get control of your banking. Let's get control of your finances. Try and allocate your money 50% towards the house. 30% for my WAM is going to cover my food shopping, my fuel in the car. And it's also going to cover my general spending. Okay. And 20% for your savings. But yeah, when you're buying stuff, particularly bigger items, idealo absolute must. Okay. Okay. So, um, who's heard of the FTSE? Moving on a little bit to give you a bit of news, what's going on around the country. Um, the FTSE is the Financial Times Stock Exchange 100. F-T-S-E 100. um, that's a list of the 100 largest companies um, listed on the London Stock Exchange. Um, and it reshuffles every quarter. So obviously some companies become smaller in size because it's based on their share price and the number of shares that are outstanding. And some companies do better. Um, in and that reshuffles on the 22nd of June. So just reshuffled. And what you've got is you've got some fallers out, some um, that are demoted. It's almost like the premiership. You know, come, uh, teams fall out of the league and uh, teams go into the league. So the two of the companies that I've got listed here that have fallen out is um, EasyJet and British Gas. Now, I was a little bit surprised at British Gas, to be fair. Um, but it's not been doing too well. Not been doing too well. So EasyJet and British Gas are falling out. Uh, but the new one's coming in, are uh, Kingfisher who's the owner of B&Q. So uh, have you been doing DIY during the lockdown period? So if you have, there's probably not too much surprise. But I think a lot of people are saying, actually, don't, I didn't plan to be in my house for this long a period of time. Um, I think I need to do this, this and this. And then uh, they do a bit more DIY around the house. Um, a couple of viewers questions um, that I want to go through with you. Um, one of the questions was, um, I've heard that we may have negative interest rates. What's that all about? Okay, so interest rates. So we're talking about the Bank of England, so the central bank of the UK. That kind of helps the government manage the flow of money around the country. Okay, Interest rates before the the pandemic struck was at 0.5%. And as soon as the pandemic struck, one of the first things the governor, Andrew Bailey, and his Monetary Policy Committee did was to reduce interest rates. And the reason they do that is interest rates is a lever on the economy. So when interest rates are reduced, your borrowing rates go down. Therefore, your borrowing costs less. And the idea is that you've got more money in your pockets because you're not paying so much on your mortgage and your loans. And therefore, you'll go out and spend some money. Okay. Another idea behind it is that if your interest rates in your savings account are getting less, you might pull it out and say, I've had enough of that, I'm now gonna put it in the stock market or I'm actually now gonna put it into my property and improve it or I'm gonna spend it. So it gets money flowing. So the first thing they did is they dropped rates from 0.5 to 0.1% where we are today. Now about 10 years ago, this is a bit over 10 years ago, Japan did the same thing. In Japan now are at negative interest rates. So in other words, it's negative 0.1, minus 0.1. How does that work? What's that all about? So the banks are being charged to hold money on deposit. Now, do I think it's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen in the UK, no, because it hasn't had a significant impact ever else. However, in Denmark last year, a negative interest rate mortgage became available which meant that your the amount you owed fell over time. Now, I had to read that because I was blown away when I read that. Um, but, um, hey, it's unprecedented times, isn't it? It is crazy. Okay, so another question that came in. Uh, was from a lady and she asked uh, I'm 30 years old I live with my parents and I'm desperate to move out I've saved about five percent deposit with no other savings or emergency fund should I stay with my parents for another year or so or save for uh, emergency funds and a bigger deposit you know when you move into your house all of your bills actually start if I'm honest so if you own your house you'll know let's think back when you lived with mum and dad mum and dad Okay, it's a pain because you're with mum and dad and you want your freedom and independence. But generally speaking, I think for most of us, life is a lot easier. And I think what's happened is people are so desperate to move out and buy um, that they are. there's a risk there that they're going to go and do it and they're going to do it with no money behind them. I'm not so worried about you getting a 95% mortgage. I think there are still some available. I'm, not, I'm less worried about a 95% mortgage. But what I'm really paranoid about is you must have three months of your expenditure behind you before you go off and commit to this purchase. okay? And the reason for that is, unfortunately, the day you move in, you may go to work all excited and you may be laid off. And you then have a financial commitment to that bank to make sure you pay that mortgage every single month. And if you can't afford that mortgage, over time, it will get repossessed. And that will really knock both your identity, it will knock your don't worry about your credit score, it will just really knock you back, or knock most people back, um, emotionally when it comes to finances. So yes, I get that you want the house. I don't think house prices are gonna go skyrocketing um anytime soon. But what I would say is 95% mortgage as long as the monthly payment is fair and reasonable. Looking at 50% of your total household bills is 50% of your income. As long as that kind of fix that box and you're okay with that, then I'm okay with 95% mortgages. But what I do say is you need three months of your expenditure behind you. Okay. Um, What else did we do? Um, So... um, Idilo came up with some great stats that they were saying that um, during this week when um, this came out, which was just uh, beginning of June, so it's a little bit back now, um, car and motorbike items were selling 13% cheaper. Um, Curtains were selling about 15% cheaper than average uh, than the previous week. Uh, beard trimmers were coming down um, and garden hoses were coming down who knows that their prices changed so much but if you're interested in stuff like that you can go across the idelo website and you can type and you can look in a chart format of the price history of each of these items so um hey look it's a slightly different format um than i've done previously i hope you like it um, I want to do these a bit more regularly to keep you abreast of what's going on. I know there's lots of things going on around the world, um, but it helps me to help you if you feedback to me. So please message me, put me on a social media, ping me an email, whatever works, warren at warrenshoot.com. It's dead easy to remember. Um, and just let me know, hey, what are your questions? What are you worried about? What's keeping you up at night? And um, how can I help? So... That's me um, talking to you. Uh, this has been uh, Warren Shoot for Financial Education for the Nation. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep safe. Take care. Bye.